I tell you to be different and creative and think this way. A much used business cliche. Kayla. What is outside the box? You got it. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Welcome into episode number 275 of the allegedly award-nominated, honorably mentioned, number nine NCAA ranked, yet we still don't get credentials to the championship weekend, and of course viewable on YouTube, Outside the Box Podcast, the official lacrosse podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's KB, it's Deej, we've got a loaded show this week for you guys, we got to break down all the happenings from the NLL Conference Finals. We have a Game 3 on our hands this weekend. We've got NLL Awards season. It's award season. Uh, we're going to get into breaking down that Game 3. And then we got PLL news as well. Training camp rosters are here. We're, we're not going to see the arguable GOAT in 2023 on a PLL field. Uh, and, of course, the College Lacrosse Tournament is underway, so we'll get into all the happenings there. Uh, plus, give you a, a tentative idea of what our championship weekend is going to look like. Tentative. We'll keep you in the loop. But that's why you got to follow us on the socials at OTBLaxPod, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, follow Deej on Twitter at SCS underscore next great. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever the hell you get your podcasts. Subscribe. 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 It really does go a long way for helping this show and our company continue to grow. OTB is a big-time pillar, so be sure to subscribe. Leave a five-star review on Apple, five-star rating on Spotify, and subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. We have that company-wide goal of getting to 500 subscribers before Memorial Day. Nice little update, Deej. We're at 464 subscribers right now, 36 away. And you got about 10 days to help us reach our goal. Uh, so go subscribe. We're on that road to 1,000 subscribers as well on the main YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. And be sure to go get your merch, PHI Apparel Company. We're working on some new designs for OTB and all of our our uh, franchises, if you will, on the podcast network. And PHI Apparel Company is our exclusive merch provider, and they provide unique designs and High quality clothing for the great fans of Philadelphia and OTB with their original designs for all. There's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd at championship weekend, 
the NLL playoffs, if your squad's going to the NLL finals, uh, and of course, this PLL season. Rock your OTB merch. And our listeners can use promo code UNDERGROUND. Plus, we just got something fixed, too. I was talking to Tyler from PHI Apparel Company. There was an issue with our merch specifically that was charging for shipping. Free shipping now on all Underground Sports Philadelphia merch. That is completely fixed now. Uh, So it is free shipping. Uh, And use code UNDERGROUND when you go to check out at phiapparel.co for 10% off any apparel when you shop online from our awesome merch partners at PHI Apparel Company. Get that merch. It's the most effective and direct way to support everything DJ and I are doing, everybody in our company is doing, is when you buy our merch and just merch in general from PHI Apparel Company. So go get your merch, phiapparel.co, code underground for 10% off any and all orders. Deej, what's popping, brother? I am living. I am living. I am wrapping things up here. I actually have... My first remote um, radio broadcast this weekend for for the new station. So we're getting out. We're doing roof sit. So we're out on the roof for uh, I'm supposed to be sleeping on a roof tomorrow night. Actually, <laughs> like by by the time a lot of people are listening to this, I should be on a roof sleeping. Um, so that's going to be an interesting time. Um, this is also probably the last game day pod of the weekend or the year um considering all my summer stuff is on the weekend so uh all the games saturday sunday so never not, not a true game day pod uh, any sense after this um more than an uphill battle with this one um, we pulled the third ranked team in the state and when i say pulled like seriously we had the worst luck possible the way they do it here in the state is they rank the top team in each division and then they randomly select from there in your region because they do it by region. So they they rank number one so that like the number ones in the area, like if they all were to make it through, like the earliest they would meet each other is like the elite eight or whatever. So they do it so like the best teams aren't meeting earlier than that. But then they just throw every other name in, in the regions in a hat and they just pull them. So we literally just pulled the third ranked team in the state. Like, like it literally just sucked. We could have played any other team in our region. We played them. So, like, we're going to have fun. <laughs> we're, we're going to have fun, and, I, and I'm not upset about it. Um, the guys are having a good time. This week at practice, we just had a good time, let loose for a little bit and relaxed. Um, and then I'm taking vacation, 10-day sabbatical, and um, even though I'll be – working the entire time you doing, doing OTB stuff <laughs> yes we <Yeah>. have met <laughs> I am on the same level as nah. <laughs> nah. but yeah um, I'm excited for vacation and, and to get back on the road back doing the lacrosse thing for real Deej will be uh, at HQ for effectively like two weeks yeah so. pretty much we're going to be pumping out content, doing a whole bunch of stuff uh, starting next week, which is crazy. It, it snuck up fast on me. Like, yeah, I was like, all right, we got time. We're good. And then the, I was putting in my, my time off for Ohio, too, because I'm going to be out there for a multitude of reasons, not just PLL, um, which if you're going to be in Columbus that weekend, hit us up because we want to know who's going to be there. First of all, we're trying to gauge some stuff there. Um 
but I'm going to be in Columbus Deej for, or the Ohio area, I should say, for 10 days. Flip flop. It's going to be. I'm coming out there for 10. And uh, we're, we're two weeks away from Albany, an opening weekend, which is crazy. Uh, a week away from championship weekend for college tournament. Uh, and we are on the precipice of finding out who's going to be playing in this year's NLL finals. Let's recap everything that went down in the semifinals. It's brought to you by our new pals over at Loading Lacrosse. Uh, who have been partnered up with us since the NLL postseason began. They are powering our entire uh, NLL postseason coverage. It's some of the boys who said, hey, we're going we're gonna to go out and do this thing loading lacrosse. It's Chase Fraser. It's Mitch Jones. It's Keegan Ball. And, of course, the one and only Tyrell Hammer-Jackson doing the damn thing. They also have training sessions and camps with Tyrell and with Adam Charlambides. Um, they have some awesome merch, awesome pro stock. Check out everything they have at loadinglax.com. Follow them on Instagram as well, at loadinglacrosse. Um, they're doing some great things. We should hopefully be getting uh, some care packages from them in the next couple of weeks, and uh, can't wait for that to show up because we want to rep the boys, and that's what it's all about is supporting uh, you know people who support us and, Tyrell reached out and, and wanted us to uh, rep the brand. So, loading lacrosse, go check them out, go support them. You know, Chase has been rocking with us since day one. So is Mitch Jones, uh, for sure. And we want to support the homies and see the homies succeed. So, go check out everything at loadinglax.com and uh, support local small business run by some of your favorite uh, lacrosse pros. Deej, the semifinals. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Give me justice. I had to plug in my laptop charger, and the whole thing decided to just stop. So. And boom goes the <laughs> We're back. Uh, the semifinals have come and gone in the east. We have one more game remaining in the west. Um, let's just start with these because it's a pretty quick, easy recap there. Um, the Buffalo Bandits just go absolute sicko mode on the Toronto Rock. Winning game one, 14-5, and winning game two, 17-8 to advance to their third straight NLL Finals. Uh, just masterclass performance both offensively defensively transition they i i tweeted this and i i wasn't able to to catch the games um live but i was like trying to follow along on social and everything and it's wild how in these postseason series that buffalo and toronto have played over the past couple of years buffalo just makes toronto look like uh, a nothing and that's no disrespect to Toronto because they're wildly talented. Like, the list goes on and on of all the talent on that team. But when Buffalo hits the postseason, it's like blood in the water and they're sharks. And they just find a new gear to hit. And for them to go out and score 
31 goals in two games and limit Toronto to 13 is banana land. I don't even know how to comprehend it if I'm even being honest because, like, even when they play in the regular season, it's not like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I would see if, like, Buffalo literally just had Toronto's number, but it's just a playoff thing. I don't know if it says more about Buffalo or more about Toronto. And Toronto's just lack to, like, rise in that position. Toronto's got a goalie of the year candidate, and the boy had a phenomenal year. And for the defense in front of him, that has been fantastic all year to just, like, not see the ball the way that they did all regular season is crazy. And, I mean, it's just a testament to how dialed in and how cohesive this Buffalo Bandits roster is and them playing year-round together, obviously, the, the core six guys that do play for the Bandits and for Chaos. It is just insane when I saw these final score alerts for both of those games that it's just like Buffalo's in a different stratosphere, and we'll see if they can finally get over the hump in the NLL Finals as they await their opponent. But, man, like... What a performance by the Buffalo Bandits in these two games. I agree. They just, I mean, literally just walked through them like it was nothing. It was so easy, it seemed like. But, I mean, this is um, almost similar to what happened last year. Like, they made very short work in Toronto and then struggled in the championship. So, third time the charm is, is definitely a possibility, but, like, I just don't know. I don't know. It is, I'm skeptical. Uh, but, I mean, if they play like they just played this weekend, good and night. they played back-to-back, too. so like That's the crazier part, too. It's like, I mean, there is they only won an hour and a half. To, well, I'm just saying they won 14-5 to five in game one, and then to play back-to-back and win by a larger margin <laughs> in terms of just a goal output by your team. It was the same – goal differential margin oddly enough mm-hmm. is just crazy just a a pure master class um i'm trying to see here what their uh 2022 season post like playoff uh performance was yeah they they 2-0'd toronto last year in the playoffs too it wasn't even like that went to three um just a Phenomenal performance by the Chaotic Bandits, and uh, they are moving on to the NLL Finals and awaiting their opponent, which will be either a rematch of the 2019 NLL Finals, where it will be the Calgary Roughnecks, or it will be a rematch of last year's finals, and it will be the Colorado Mammoth. Game one of the Western Conference Finals in Colorado. The Mammoth hold on and win 8-7. to seven. Pull that game out in a big way. Take, a, take advantage of the early, uh, earlier than normal home floor advantage in game one. And then game two, another unbelievable game. One goal game, 13-12 Calgary holds on. 
and I have to I have to go back to last week's pod and clip it because when we were giving our uh, our X Factor players, I said it was going to be Tanner Cook, and Tanner Cook has been on fire these playoffs for Calgary, um, Colorado. They're another team that when the postseason comes, and this dates all the way back to 2019 as well, when I picked them to go to the finals as the four seed uh, at NLLHQ, and they felt just shy of doing it. They were still in the mix, though, and obviously they go on and win the championship last year, and now they're one game away from getting back to the championship again. It just seems like they find another gear when the playoffs come around. Calgary has just been that, that consistent uh, force in the West all year long. And when Saturday at 9.30 Eastern time rolls around for game three, I think Tyson Geick, our boy, tweeted this. I think everybody would sign the dotted line for a seven-game series of this. Oh, you could give me seven games of this for sure. You can give me seven games of anything that Calgary's in. Just the way they play is exciting and, and would be something that I'd want to watch. Um, but you look at some of the guys that Cal- or that Colorado has on their team, and they're just gritty guys who like go out and make the other team work for it and have fun. But like, that's the problem is Calgary likes to grind and work for it. So now you're running into a team that you're basically giving them exactly what they want. So it's a head to head battle of people just going out and just going at it for two hours and may the best team win. And there will be blood, there will be sweat, there will be most likely tears, but it's just all in the game. And then they, they all understand that, and they play that way. It's just fantastic to watch. This series has been nothing short of what box lacrosse is. It is um, – it's going to be interesting, too, when the NLL finals roll, roll around because the schedule's to be determined still, obviously, depending on who makes it. Um, but the Bandits getting an extra week of rest – We'll see how that helps slash hurts. You know, we, we talk about it all the time. We're like, if you're off your feet, it's going to be great, but does it kill your momentum that you've been building? Um, but I think it's a benefit for this Bandits team because of the last three years, effectively, that they've been on their legs <laughs> more so than not. Uh, almost 12 months of the year. But I'm just – I'm excited the way the playoffs have turned out. I think – the way that, you know, you get the storylines. It's Buffalo trying to go for redemption against both of whoever their opponent's going to be. And both teams in the West, I think, are wildly deserving of getting a, a bid to go to the NLL Finals, whether it's Calgary, um, who are kind of just like this sleeping giant underdog story that nobody really paid attention to. And we talked about it all year. We talked about them. We didn't view them that as that until, you know, maybe the first month of the season we weren't sure but as things progressed they were fantastic and then Colorado it's like they're the defending champs you got to give them the benefit of the doubt they know when the lights come on the stars shine bright and they've been doing that so far this postseason upsetting San Diego to even get to this point uh the other wild part about this is if I'm not mistaken yeah all three games that Colorado has played this postseason each one goal games I don't know how I feel about that. They beat uh, they beat San Diego thirteen to twelve. They obviously win game one of the Western Conference Finals eight seven, and then they lose game two thirteen twelve. 
all one goal games for Colorado. So they at least they know how to play when it's close. Like they're they're accustomed to that like high intensity like kind of on your feet pins and needles type of feeling of like okay we're in a close game we got to we got to be locked in as much as possible. So I think that's a benefit for them. I mean both of these teams have have championship experience on them one way or another and I think that's a benefit for them especially both goalies having championship experience. You're going to get high quality goalie performance in this game 3. Um, which brings us to just our, our Western Conference Finals Game 3 preview, also powered by Loading Lacrosse. Um, I think that's going to be the most fun thing to watch in this game. Sure, both teams are know how to score. They play well in transition. But I think what determines the winner of this game and who punches their ticket to the NLL Finals and who's going to be sitting on the couch or you know getting ready for a PLL season or getting ready for... Uh, you know, playing for a man cup in the summer is the Christian Del Bianco versus Dylan Ward matchup. Uh, I think both of those guys know what it takes to, to get to this point, to get to the NLL finals. And now it's a matter of them going toe to toe once again for, for that right to, to go and either defend a title or go and try to win a second title in Christian Del Bianco's case uh, in the last three NLL finals. And that's going to be, the thing I pay most attention to is just how these goalies play and uh, how the defense in front of them is performing because that's going to be a big key, as we saw in the, the Bandits in Toronto series. If the defense isn't playing well in front of you and leaving you out to drive, you're not going to be able to stop much. Right. That's just common sense. That's exactly how it goes. Um, who do you think is going to be your, uh, your X factor for this game three going into uh, – into Calgary, Colorado at Calgary. I think I think I'm sticking with my guns from the first two that we mentioned last week. I think it's going to be uh, Zeddy ball game for, for Colorado, and I think it's going to be Tanner Cook again. The way he's been playing this postseason, you can tell his, uh, his experience of playing deep into postseason runs with chaos in the summer are a huge benefit for him. And I think the way he's played this year for Calgary – uh, has has been phenomenal, and it's just paying dividends for them to, to have somebody step up alongside Jesse King like Tanner Cook has. Yeah. Um, I, I have to go Zach Curry. Having 228 loose balls means that you're giving the team so many chances to score, giving them extra possessions. You know, some of those have to be off of, you know, shots. Some of those are turnovers. Some of those are, you know, uh, off the faceoff. There's just so many different ways that he gets the team the ball. And if he has a good game, good things happen for the so I think even if they get him going with just one goal at the very beginning of the game, he kind of tailors off a little bit. He kind of gives off really good energy, um, especially when he's playing well. So get Jack Hanna going ASAP. Um, or sorry, uh, Jack Hanna. Get, uh, we were talking about him earlier. <laughs> get um, Zach Courier going ASAP. I think looking at some other guys too to – kind of just keep an eye on and, and 
knowing the potential that they have to, to really step up in a series like this. Um, for Colorado, it, Eli McLaughlin. Eli McLaughlin's definitely on my radar. And then the Mad Adder, Connor Robinson. C-Rob's definitely got to step up in a game like this, like we know he can. Um, and then for Calgary, it's uh, one of the NLL uh, end-of-year award snubs, in my opinion, Eli Salama. He's been fantastic this year. Uh, not nearly talked about as n- enough, and I think it's simply just West Coast bias where he's playing on the West Coast, so not a lot of people are uh, awake on the East Coast to, to watch everything in real time. Um Eli's phenomenal, and I think he's, he's one of the unsung heroes of why Calgary's in this position to be fighting to, to punch a ticket to another NLL Finals for themselves. Um, so I'm definitely keeping an eye on those two as well from both of these teams. Um, it's going to be a fun game. That, that, like Either way it bounces, we're thrilled because both of these teams, one, follow us on the socials, Two, a bunch of the boys play for both of these teams. So we'd be stoked either way uh, for Colorado or Calgary and, and would be thrilled to see either of them advance to take on uh, the boys from Buffalo. Before we get to our uh, Western Conference Finals Game 3 pick of the week, DG NLL uh, end-of-year awards were announced this week. We're going to just sift through them uh, for the people here. And give our takes on some stuff. Plus, the boy Hutton Jackson with a great little tweet thread of some awards that should be added to the uh, the end of year awards repertoire for the NLL. Uh, but your MVP candidates this season from the Calgary Roughnecks, Christian Del Bianco. We got a goalie MVP candidate. Love to see it. Christian Del Bianco, friend of the program, up for the MVP award. Dane Smith nominated once again for his uh, for the MVP. Just a stud, absolute menace out there has been unbelievable for Buffalo once again. Another friend of the program, and then the leading scorer in the NLL this year by total points, Jeff T. Uh, I don't care that the Riptide won five games this year. It is very similar to last season when. Lyle Thompson was nominated for PLL MVP and the Cannons won one game. Without that, they probably win no games. Without Jeff T, the Riptide probably win zero games. That makes Jeff T a valuable player. The MVP yes, does not mean best player. It means valuable. I, mm-hmm. I saw way too much just slander to Jeff T on the timeline this week from too many people. Um, not going to name names because there's no point in, in highlighting just – piss poor takes um jeff t led the entire league in scoring that is valuable to have that at your disposal and to have a guy that is capable of doing that on your roster is unbelievable he's talented he's valuable and is well deserved to be up for this award will he win it i don't think so um all three of these guys completely valid for being nominated for MVP. Yeah, I think Danilo did a really good job at picking guys that were hard to say, like, no to. You know, I think in some of the other MVP races and some other leagues, we get very long lists. And we're like, you could have left five or six of these guys at home. There's no reason for them to be here. 
no reason for me to look through these names at guys who aren't making that much of a difference. Give me the very best of the best, and that's it. And I think the NLL has continued to do a really good job at that, especially only having three finalists. That makes it real easy. You know, like black, gray, and white is kind of how I look at it. You know, you take your choice. So uh, it's – I I don't know if I can really say – anything on which way I would lean truly. I think we'd be thrilled for all three of those guys, no matter who ends up winning it. So, uh, Your Rookie of the Year finalists, Brett Dobson, producer Jonathan Donville, and Jack Hanna. Uh, all three were fantastic. Brett Dobson's you know, mid-season surge for Georgia was a big reason why they were even alive in the postseason hunt donville had a 90 point season this year um as a rookie for panther city and stepped up in such a big way being part of that that terrible twosome with him and will malcolm um and then jack Hanna was was a great piece a great foundation piece could have been teammates with donnie uh had he not gone unprotected in the expansion draft had a, a great season for Las Vegas. Um, all three of these guys well-deserved to be nominated. Um, it would be very fun to see Donville win it. Producer Donnie and to see uh, a podcast pal get uh, a nod at Rookie of the Year would be great. We love Jack Hanna as well. Brett Dobson, phenomenal player. I, I think the NLL voters, whoever ended up voting, uh, for the finalists, got it right with these three for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I think they did another great job. Um, this one's a little bit harder to pick. Uh, I think Las Vegas did a really good job of using Jack Hanna. Uh, and I think Panther City found a way for Dondo to be productive in a sneaky role. I think a lot of teams kind of forget about him and, and as he moves around throughout the pocket, throughout the top, and kind of like lose him. Not seriously, but they're like, oh, where's he at for a split second? Which, 67 assists on the year for Donnie. It's crazy. Which, yeah, which if we're able to move the ball faster as a team, we can implement that kind of thing and then score on the end of every single time. Uh, your goalie of the year finalists, Christian Del Bianco, Nick Rose, Matt Vince. Very self-explanatory there. Top three goaltenders in the league this year. I think whichever way this one crumbles, uh, we'd be thrilled. And uh, I'd love to see any of those guys win because they're all deserving. The Sportsmanship Award nominees, Kyle Buchanan from the Buffalo Bandits. Uh, I'm sorry, this is the teammate of the year. Uh, is Kyle Buchanan, Dan Dawson, and John LaFontaine from Albany. And then your sportsmanship awards, Kyle Buchanan, Tom Schreiber, and Lyle Thompson. I think very well deserved. It'd be very funny if Kyle Buchanan swept both of those uh, since he's nominated for both. Um, sportsmanship, nothing. I mean, we've obviously been up close and personal with Lyle and, and Tom Schreiber uh, with the PLL uh, and 
everything I've heard about Kyle Buchanan is sensational. Just a, a phenomenal teammate, phenomenal sportsman, all class. Um, Dan Dawson, everything that Big Pauly has told us about his brother. Obviously, he's a big team guy. And uh, John LaFontaine, I've heard phenomenal things from, from a number of people around the league, so it's no surprise that he's nominated for teammate of the year. And, uh, you know, five guys right there who are sensational dudes and well-deserved to be nominated there. And then your coach of the year, which I think might be the most difficult award to vote on this year uh, for a multitude of reasons. Mike Hazen from the Rochester Nighthawks. Tracy Koluski from Panther City. And Kurt Miloski from the Calgary Roughnecks. And then you have your GM of the year, Mike Board from Calgary, Dan Carey from Rochester, and Jamie Dawick from Toronto. We have our media person of the year, where we were snubbed again, Deej, but the three gentlemen nominated, so rightfully deserved to be nominated. Two friends of the program and one who we will certainly have on uh, sooner rather than later. Pat Gregoire, friend of the program. Adam Levy, friend of the program. And the always fantastic Teddy Jenner. Uh, very thrilled for all three of those guys who have, you know, supported our show. And they've been very supportive of me personally since I started covering the league and have been so supportive of everything that we do here at OTB. So I couldn't be more thrilled for those guys uh, to be nominated. And then your Executive of the Year finalists, Melissa Blades from Calgary, Mark Fine from Las Vegas. Shout out to the guy, Mark Fine. Um, and Matt Hutchings from Colorado. Those are your kind of front office media and uh, Coach of the Year award nominees. Uh, very thrilled for everybody nominated. We'll see who ends up winning the awards as it's hashtag award season in the NLL. But Deej, that, uh, that brings us to... The old pick pond. Mm -hmm. As we go feed some ducks. Yes, sir. It's the NLL postseason Western Conference Finals Game Three picks of the week, powered by Trophy Smack. Guys, there's no better way to upgrade your fantasy smack talk than with our friends over at Trophy Smack. They're the best in the game. They've got trophies, belts, rings, metal wall art that's officially licensed with so many different brands and leagues. They do engravings. They've got it all. they got last place trophies. You name it, Trophy Smack's got it. They were on Shark Tank. Mark Cuban bought into them. Uh, they're fantastic. They've been awesome partners of ours. And you guys can go upgrade your fantasy smack talk just like I've done in one of my fantasy leagues. doesn't matter what fantasy league you're in. They've got a multitude of sports as well. Trophysmack.com slash underground to upgrade your fantasy smack talk today. That's trophysmack.com slash underground to upgrade your fantasy smack talk. Deej, we got one game and one game only. It is game three of the Western Conference Finals. Colorado at Calgary for a trip to the NLL finals who do you got it's one in, it's one game for glory Calgary no question and I think for the sake of our picks and just my brand 
No offense to Calgary. I'd be thrilled if you advanced, because shout out to the boys. Just going to go Colorado to, uh, to have the fun banter. And, and we'll see what goes down in game three of the Western Conference Finals. Saturday night, 9.30 Eastern time in Calgary. Dylan Ward, Christian Del Bianco, Zed Williams, Jesse King. And the rest of the boys from Colorado and Calgary duking it out for a trip to the NLL Finals on the line. Deej is going Calgary. I'm going Colorado. Either way, it's a rematch of the two most recent NLL Finals as the Buffalo Bandits await. Game one will be in Banditland, nonetheless, no matter who advances. But those are our Western Conference Finals. Game three, picks of the week, powered by Trophy Snack. Deej, we got uh, we got breaking news earlier this week, and it's that Lyle Thompson is taking a sabbatical from the PLL in 2023. I didn't see this coming. I don't think anybody saw this coming, and. Um, a lot of people by surprise that we will not be seeing Lyle Thompson suiting up in the PLL in 2023. Yeah, it's actually wild. Like, I don't know if we were all like expecting him to play for forever. And like, I mean, we all kind of knew this day was coming, but it was kind of very abrupt. Um, but I'm not upset about it. A lot of people are hinting that he might be playing summer ball. In one of the box I, leagues, which I don't know. Don't quote me on this. I don't know if that's allowed slash possible due to the contracts that were signed. Um, well, that's the reason for the sabbatical, is to go and play. Right, but Lyle's still under contract. Oh yeah, I know, but like, so have other guys been in the past. Everybody's been on the contract. I don't know. That was like one thing that I saw. I just know you can't. Line. I just know you can't do both. Right. Which is why like Jesse King didn't play PLL in uh, 2021, 2022, because he was playing um, for a man cup with uh, the Shamrocks. But I don't know. I, I just don't know if it's like a... Um, I don't know how the contract situation uh, allows slash prevents. That's why I said don't quote me. But that was one thing that like popped in my head when I saw people saying, oh, he's playing Summer Box, playing Summer Box. Because he was added to the roster for um, the team that he plays for, Six Nations, but never played last year after the Cannons were eliminated from the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's not like he actually played, but... I don't know if it's technically allowed since he's still under contract, but I could be wrong. I could be right. I don't know. But it's something to consider. Um, I agree. Um, I do have the announcement from the league, too. Yeah. uh, With Lyle's quotes and everything, which makes me think he's not playing Summer Box simply based off of what he said here. Um, Same thing I was thinking. Announcement from the league 
uh, and from Lyle. After much thought and consideration, I've decided to take a break from the PLL for the 2023 season. I've dedicated the past 15 years of my life to playing lacrosse year-round. I am grateful uh, that my love for the game has provided me the opportunity to play at the highest level and to do so continuously. For me, the game should always be medicine, and it comes with instruction to be played with respect, a clear mind, and enjoyment. I want to follow those instructions, and sometimes that requires rest. So this summer, I will direct my energy to myself, my family, and my communities. I want to sincerely thank all of my fans, the lacrosse community, my amazing Cannons teammates, and the PLL for their understanding and support. I look forward to rejoining the Boom Squad for the 2024 season and picking up where I left off. Niawe, thank you, Lyle Thompson. It just, like, that statement alone just tells me, like, Lyle's a dad. Like, wants to be with his kids. And I think he saw uh, Miles do the same thing, where Miles just obviously hasn't been uh, picked up on a roster. And Miles stepped away after the, the bubble in 2020, after uh, he was released by the chaos. And I think Lyle just is, like, taking this time to really just sit back and, and enjoy some of the moments of his kids' lives while they're still young. I mean, all I can say is no matter what, I'm still tweeting about Lyle Thompson once a week, so. And I mean. Nothing changes. It's very cool to see just the league supporting this and uh, you know, focusing on his family, his health, and you know, we don't know if there's uh, an underlying injury that may have happened during the the NLL season. You know, obviously Georgia was on that that grind to try and make the postseason. Um, it, it's great to see the support from the league for Lyle. You know, he is the face of the league. He is the face of the sport in many many ways, and um, you know. He's still under contract. It's not like he's going to be a free agent after the year. He's going to be back with the Cannons in 2024, which will be a contract year for him. Um, so wishing Lyle all the best and hoping that this, this year off from the PLL gives him kind of that, that clear head and, and clear judgment to, to be ready to rock and roll in 2024. There's a lot of discourse on the Internet, though, of – how this affects the cannons and the way that they're going to approach the season. I think this just opens up the door and, and puts the homie, Ryan Drenner, in the driver's seat to, to operate the offense back from his traditional position that we saw him uh, running with the Water Dogs when he was on that squad. And I think now more than ever is – a sigh of relief for Coach Holman that they didn't move on from Ryan Jenner. Yeah, I agree. Um, you can throw him down there. I mean, Ashton Olsen is still there. You can give um, Ryder a little more chances against some better matchups. Like, there's options now because they weren't. Yeah. Well, no, I would I would put Asher down there. You said Ryder, though. Oh, yeah, I meant to say Ryan, oh. as in Drenner. Um, give him more mid runs and try and get some better matchups. He gets pulled a lot, and maybe kind of with Asher down low, and could not, uh, depending on what lineup you throw out, you might be able to finesse and, and get him a short stick matchup that he can really go against. But he can also 
dodge against the pole. We've seen that quite a few times. So um, just get him some favorable matchups and get him some shots because there are times that I don't think um, they always work it around and get it to him where he can be successful. And I don't think it's um, like you're obviously going to take a this is air quotes for the people just listening on audio. Step back whenever Lyle Thompson's not in your lineup. But I don't think you missed too much of a beat with Ryan Jenner operating from X. You brought in Marcus Holman. You have uh, Cav on the other side. You have Asher Nolting, who's switching from 0 to 32. So much better, in my opinion, in 32. Uh, going back to the old high point number. Shout out to high point. Um I think this offense is still going to be very, very volatile. I think they're going to be able to score a ton. And they're still going to do a a lot of damage offensively. And I think we still have just the same questions that we had last year about this team. We'll see what they can do defensively. Obviously, they brought Matt Reese in uh, to help, you know, alleviate some of the defensive woes that they've had over the past couple of years. But, um I'm excited for Ryan Drenner. I think this is a huge opportunity for him to, to kind of remind the PLL and remind PLL fans of how much of a dog he actually is and how well he can operate an offense. Um, and this is, I think this is going to be a big opportunity for him, too, you know, to, to showcase his talents. And whenever he hits free agency, I think is after this year, if I'm not mistaken. This is, this is a big showcase year now for Ryan Drenner to, to go out there and uh, show off his talents to the entire league. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Kind of just the trickle-down effect this is going to have um, on the Cannons and how they shape their team, especially with the new co- new uh, head coach. And then how other teams play them and, and maybe who they decide to put on their game day roster because they kind of have some manipulation they can do. Maybe they run a few more mids because they're not as worried defensively because the team is figuring things out on that side with no Lyle. Like it, it, just the way a caliber player like Lyle Thompson affects the entire league is, is going to be shown and kind of just, you're going to see some teams have some different reactions to the candidates that we've seen in the past because of no Lyle. Yeah. And I mean, it's also from a cap management situation for coach Holman as the GM Lyle Thompson still, I believe if I'm not mistaken, still counts against their cap for this year. Um, I don't think that, like gets alleviated i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure from what i gathered lyle thompson still is you know hitting their cap and that that is something that comes into account you know trade deadline wise and everything like that um so we'll see you know how coach holman kind of navigates that if they decide to make any moves uh if they're in a position to uh at the trade deadline during the season and stuff like that but wishing our best to lyle and uh Hopefully see him back out on the floor for the Georgia Swarm uh, in the winter and then back out on the PLL field in 2024. Deej, we got our training camp rosters. It's brought to you by the homies over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Deej, I took advantage of that anniversary sale. I have new blue light glasses coming. 
I got my new sunglasses in already. They are fantastic. I'll be having them out on the road with us when we're covering the PLL this year. Tomahawk Shades has been doing it the best way possible. It's high-quality eyewear, small-batch eyewear for a fraction of the big eyewear companies. They got sunglasses, blue light glasses, prescription lenses, ski goggles, and it's owned by two former lacrosse players and two former Major League Baseball players. The lacrosse players, Kyle Harrison and Chris Hogan. Ever heard of them? I'm sure you have. You guys can go to TomahawkShades.com, and when you go to checkout after you get all the goodies in your cart, use promo code USP for 25% off at checkout. That's 25% off your order from TomahawkShades.com. That's already a fraction of the price. We're giving you an even bigger fraction off with promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com. We got our training camp rosters for every team, Deej, and um, some interesting rosters to uh, to go through. Are there any teams that stood out in particular? Should we just go through each team's roster real quick and kind of rattle off? Who's going to be going to training camp for each team? Yeah, I'm excited for training camp. Um, we're going to get, obviously, some vlogs, and we're going to see um, some scrimmage stuff, and, and uh, we'll get plenty of tweets and stuff. But the training camp rosters are so different than the game day rosters and, like, the active rosters. And, you get a lot of guys who get a shot. And I think that's the best thing about it is it lets those guys know that they're not out of reach. And as the league expands, those guys will start to get those opportunities and make the most of it. And we'll see more expansion teams making playoffs and, and making a push at the extra at um, championships and, and all of that. So I like the trajectory of where this is going. Um, and I always love like, seeing who the coaches think is good enough, but they just don't have the spot for him. So I have uh, some of the rosters pulled up here. Here's Atlas, 30-man roster heading into training camp. Uh, the attack group, Xander Dixon, Chris Gray, Eric Law, Kyle Long, Marco Rourke, Clark Peterson, Jeff Teat. Your midfield Brian Costabile, Brendan Curry, Romar Dennis, Justin Gutterding, Zach Lando. Apologies if I mispronounced that. Uh, and Quinn McCann, your defensive midfielders, Chet Camizio, Peter Durth, Danny Logan, Jake Richard, your LSM's Craig Chick and Kobe Smith. Your defense, Gavin Adler. Tucker Durkin, Brett Maker, Michael Rexroad, Cade Van Raphorst. Your face-off athletes, Trevor Baptiste and Peyton Smith. And your goalies, J.D. Colarusso, Jack Kincannon, and Drake Porter. Pretty self-explanatory roster for Atlas, if I do say so myself. Yeah, I mean, I don't really see any problems with their roster any holes to fill i think you know looking at what they had last year and trying to build upon that is extremely hard considering they had just about everything they needed other than maybe some confidence uh, toward the end of that game or the end of those games but other than that i don't see anything uh 
looking at the archers training camp roster for your attack. Some interesting designations, I'll say here. Uh, Grant Ament, Reed Bowering listed as an attackman. Uh, Connor D. Simone, Connor Fields listed at attack. Trey LeClaire listed at attack. And Matt Moore. Your midfield, Ryan Ambler, Ryan Oghaven, Brandon Galloway, Mac O'Keefe listed at the midfield, Challen Rogers, Tom Schreiber, your D middies, Piper Bond, Tim Edwards, Latrell Harris, Connor Mayer, or as we like to say, Maher, uh, and Mark McNeil, your LSMs, Jared Connors and John Robbins, your defense, Chris Campbell, Reese Eddy, Graham Hasek, Warren Jeffrey, Matt McMahon and Cam Wires. Your face-off athletes, recently activated off the injured list, Justin Inacio, Frankie Labetti, and Mike Sisselberger. Your goalies, Brett Dobson and Nick Washuda. I think they're one of those teams where training camp is going to be huge for them because so many moving pieces, so many things they didn't have last year. Um, so many new guys, new faces. So I'm, I'm interested to see if they get off to a good president and set a really good start for themselves and and roll into this season feeling well, or are they going to kind of be a preface for a lot of the feelings and confusion that will partake with this new lineup? The Chaos Training Camp roster, which there's a hilarious comment on their post on Instagram, Deej, uh, Zachary Dot Penkalski commented, I have to like this team. It's just the outside bandits. The outside bandits. Yeah, them bandits that. outside. Here's their roster heading into training camp. The attack group. Josh Byrne, Chris Cloutier, Chase Fraser, Ty Kurtz, Kevin Lindley, TJ Malone, Brian Minikis, Alex Simmons, Ryan Smith, your midfield, KJ47, Kyle Jackson. Good to see him back uh, ready to rock and roll with chaos after not playing this NLL season. Ian McKay, Dane Smith, and Evan Zinn, who they signed as an undrafted free agent. Your D middies, Zach Geddes, Mark Lassini, Pat Resch. Your LSM, CJ Costabile, and Troy Ray. Your defense, Will Bowen, Brett Kennedy, Jared Newman, Jack Rowlett, Johnny Surdick. Your face-off athletes, a group of four here, Max Adler, Dimitri George, Jerry Raganese, and Nick Rowlett. And your goalies, Mike Adler, Austin Kout, and Blaze Reardon. I feel like training camp for chaos is always important simply because the bandits always go so far in the NLL playoffs that you're just going to need bodies and, and having guys familiar with your system. So I think training camp is super important for, for chaos. I think they just go out there and have fun. Honestly, I think they just go out there and play because like and that's really what it looks like and seems like is they're just out there enjoying themselves, playing the game they love, and it turns out to be that they're scoring more goals than the team across from them. Your defending PLL Championship Series champions, Chrome Lacrosse Club training camp roster. 
your attack group, Cross Ferrara, Jesse King, Dylan Malloy, Jackson Murrell, Jack Myers, Logan Wisnowskis. Your midfield, Justin Anderson, Sam Handley, Colin Heacock, Jordan McIntosh, Kevin Rogers, and the boy Cole Williams. Your D-middies, Will House, Mike Messenger, Alex Smith, and Ryan Tarafenko. Your LSMs, John Geppert, Troy Hettinger, and Eli Salama. Uh, your defense, Jesse Bernhardt, JT Giles-Harris, Nick Grill, Mike Manley, Ryan McNulty, Gibson Smith the fourth, and Greg Weil. Kind of wild that Jesse Bernhardt's going to be at training camp this year. Uh, <laughs> your face-off athletes, Connor Farrell, Joe Post, and your goalies, Owen McElroy and Sean Scannoni. I love this roster. Yep. And it's funny because in any game that somebody accidentally says hits the post, we're not going to know if they're talking about him or the post. And I'm going to be so here for it. It goes off his leg and then off the post. There's a shot oh. off post, off the post. But yeah, it was clearly out of bounds. Off that guy. But I'm so excited for it. Um, but yeah, that, that's just... It is kind of crazy. He's going to be ready for, for training camp. But I'm excited to see what they're going to do as well. I think they're going to take training camp very serious and try and use it to get off to a very good start and, and ride that momentum to hopefully get themselves into the playoffs. Here is your Redwoods training camp roster for your attack group. Wes Berg, Ryder Garnsey, Ryan Lee, Eli McLaughlin listed as an attackman. Uh, Rob Pinnell, John Piatelli, Joe Robertson. Your midfield, Charlie Bertrand, Anthony DeMeo, Jules Henningberg, Miles Jones, Cole Kirst, Nakai Montgomery, Sergio Perkovic, and Brian Tevlin. Your D-middies, Isaiah Davis-Allen, Corey Kale, and Chris Merle. Your lone LSM listed here, John Sexton. Your defense, Arden Cohen, Garrett Eppel, Eddie Glazner, Owen Grant, Ryan Kennedy, and Matt Rayhill. Your face-off athletes, Zach Cole, TD Ireland, and Justin Joseph. And your goalies, Jack Kelly and Tim Trouter. You know how I feel about this roster. Roll them damn woods, Stacked. baby. Stacked. Roll them damn woods, baby. Um, I did not like that white jersey, though, this year. It would have been good if they left out all the other stuff. Wait, what happened? Sorry, my brain really just crossed two totally different things. I don't know what just happened. I was thinking about something totally different, and I, like, meant to say something about this, and it just fused those two things together. So confused. And we're just going to move on. <laughs> the Cannons uh, training camp roster, your attack group, Adam Charlambides, Mark Cockerton, Jonathan Donville, Ryan Drenner, Marcus Holman, Matt Cavanaugh, Asher Nolting, Stephen Reefus, Josh Stout, your midfield, Brent Adams, Chris Aslanian, Matt Campbell, Bubba Fairman, Patrick Skalniak, and Jeff Trainer. Your D middies, Pat Aslanian, Tate Gallagher, Zach Goodrich, your LSMs, 
Kyle Hartzell, Ethan Rawl, and Matt Reese. Your defense, Grant Amen, not to be confused with Grant Amen, uh, Jack Keelty, Jacob Pulver, Finn Sullivan, and in the tone of the Riddler from Matt Reeves the Batman, Max Wayne, Max Wayne. <laughs> your face-off athletes, Stephen Bones Kelly and Jacob Fopp, and then your goalies, Adam Gittleman and Colin Kirst. I mean, I think they also have a really solid roster. Um, another one of those teams who's kind of just using this to sharpen up and, and get prepared, and they're going to pull off probably a few guys from this and give them those extra spots that are open, quotation marks around that, because technically every spot's open right now, but there are guys who are solidified to play, and, like, we know they're going to play. So um, they're just in a – they're on a team who's in a position to – kind of just be drafting guys that they need or, or, you know, signing guys they need rather than taking a guy and molding them into what they need slash want. Your defending 2022 PLL champion Water Dogs roster, your attack group, Jake Carraway, Kieran McArdle, Michael Sowers, Jack Trainer, and Ethan Walker. Your midfield, Kyle Borda, Jeff Connor, Ryan Conrad, Zach Courier, Jack Hanna, Connor Kelly, Thomas McConvey, Christian Scarpello, Mikey Schlosser, your D middies, Charlie Hayes, Jake Higgins, Matt Witcher, your LSMs, Alex Mazone and Ryland Reese, your defense, Liam Burns, Nick Cardiel, Chris Fake, Eli Gobrecht, Ben Randall, Chris Sabia, and Wilson Stevenson, two last names on old buddy right there. Face-off athletes, James Riley and Zach Tucci. And your goalies, DJ's guy, Matt DeLuca, and Dylan Ward. Squad. It's a squad right there that will be getting Jake Carraway, or uh, Jake Withers back in July. And... Uh, Studs, absolute stud of a roster. That if there was any team that you could say, hey, they got a chance to repeat by looking at this roster, I would say absolutely. Yep, their roster's studs. I mean, from top to bottom, they do a really good job of finding locker room guys that are also really good lacrosse players and fit the scheme that they play with out on the field as well. So, shout out to Copeland; he's doing a fantastic job, and, and the players are balling. So. Um, if the water dogs are not on your radar, put them on your radar ASAP. And your 2023 training camp roster for the Whip Snakes. Your attack group: Keegan Khan, Will Manny, Matt Rambo, Jackson Reed, Brad Smith, Max Waldbaum. Which, hey, you know, KB sources right there, KB bomb right there. Max Waldbaum going to the Whips, uh, and Zed Williams. Your midfield: Mike Chaninchuk. Tucker Dordovic, Luke Frankeny, Wheaton Jackaboys, Connor Kirst, Garrett Ledman, Sean Lully, and Grayson Salade. Your D middies, Jake Bernhardt, Roman Puglisi, and Ty Warner. Your LSM, obviously, the one and only Michael Earhart. Your defense, Samuel Cam uh, Camberry, Matt Dunn, Elijah Gash, 
Tim Muller, Colin Squires, and Bryce Young. Your face-off athletes, Petey LaSala, Bailey Savio, and your goalies, Kyle Burnlor, Brendan Krebs, Brian Phipps. I'm still not used to seeing Will Manny on this roster. And I don't yeah, think I that's, will be. That's so crazy. Like, when I see him in a jersey, it's going to be bonkers. That's going to be bonkers. Ever get used to that. I mean, it's, dude, we're going to get used to it, but it's just going to be bonkers. Like, that really happened. That really happened. Those are your training camp rosters for the PLO. It's going to be a doozy. We're, we're right around the corner, and uh, we have our college across tournament opening round recap, and we're encompassing the, the play-in along with everything else and it's brought to you by kenwood beer official official beer of underground sports philadelphia official beer of the outside the box podcast it's a refreshing light beer 4.1 percent abv just 127 calories 10 grams of carbs go to kenwoodbeer.com use the kenny tracker to see who's got kenwood beer on tap in the philadelphia area if you're coming in for the championship weekend you gotta you gotta find who's got kenny on tap uh, you can also buy Kenwood at your local Philadelphia area liquor store or in Eastern PA. You can get it at your local Whole Foods. Light body, light calories, plenty of flavor, the best light beer on the planet. Must be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, guys, please drink responsibly. Deej, take us take us through. The tournament's underway. Yes, sir. Shout out to your boys. Yes, sir. Shout out to Army for pulling the upset. And... Uh, it wouldn't be a, a college sports tournament if there weren't upsets. So take us through the happenings of the NCAA lacrosse tournament so far. Well, as we know, with every tournament in NCAA, it starts with the selection show on Sunday. Seeing some of these teams go bonkers was fantastic. Uh, some of these teams made the NCAA tournament for the first time in their school's history. So, like, the parties during Selection Sunday were top tier. So, um and it's always great showing that because then guys see what kind of atmospheres they're going into and, and more guys want to play the game and get into it if it's going to be an inciting atmosphere like that. Um, jumping into action now, first first round, if you ask me, quotation, because it's just the playing game. Shouldn't be called the first round, but I'm not in charge of anything over there. Um, Delaware over Maris, big, 25-15. Anytime you put up 12 goals, we're going to talk about it because that's, that's huge. Um, that's a lot of goals, and, and really I'm going to ask how much defense is being played rather than how good you are at offense. Um, but then we get into f uh, Saturday with the second round. You know how I feel about that, as mentioned. Um, it started off with Virginia, Richmond. Virginia easily takes care of business, 17-8. Same thing from Notre Dame, 20-7. to Georgetown and Yale were in it. 1917, a fantastic game. Georgetown able to squeeze that one out and move on. But Maryland didn't quite have that same fate. They dropped to Army 16-15, crawling back, almost having the lead there a few times, but not being able to ever crack the stone that still exists to this day. So um, it's it's a uh, it was a crazy, crazy Saturday. 
if, if that's how it was going to start off. And then you get in a Sunday. First game is, is John Hopkins Bryant, and everybody's like, oh, 22-8. Like, oh, man, this was not that fun to watch. But then you get Delaware Duke, 12-11. And you're like, oh, wow, okay. Um, hello. You get Michigan and, and Cornell in between those two. John Hopkins is at noon. Duke plays at like five or something like that it was. And Michigan and Cornell were at 2.30. Michigan goes out, wins in overtime 15-14 on the hands of Peter Thompson, an Ann Arbor native, doing it for the Maize and Blues. So that and, – and mind you, this is on Mother's Day. I'm sitting at dinner with my family, nose deep in my phone, watching this game because I'm that invested, never touched even the beginnings of the classroom at Michigan, but I'm still one of the largest Michigan fans ever. So that was exciting to see. They did the thing and, and I'm here for it. You know, so looking into this week, what are the matchups like? It gets started on Saturday. Georgetown takes on Virginia at noon. Following them right after is 2.30 Michigan takes on Duke, number one seed in the in the tournament. My philosophy is if they beat Duke, they're going all the way. So don't say I haven't thought about it because I have. I'm here for it. And if they go all the way, y'all should just hope they don't because y'all thought I was obnoxious on Sunday. Catch me when these boys are in the national championship. You might just block me on Twitter. But that's okay, because you can just unblock me and follow me later when the rain is over. Um, I, I kind of don't know what to expect in the Georgetown-Virginia game. I think it's going to be really, really close. It's going to be a really good game. could be another overtime game that, that we see. Penn State-Army is going to be a fantastic game, just with the fast pace, the shooting, and, and the want to go, go, go from Penn State and, and the opposite from Army. But both can play the opposite way. I'm I'm wondering how these how this is going to teeter, or if they're going to end up just writing something that's very very mellow that's in the middle. So that's that's interesting to see kind of the pace of that game and, and who's going to win. But I kind I kind of lean Army in that one. Um, Notre Dame Hopkins is probably the game of the weekend. That one's going to be extremely extremely fun to watch. I have no clue who to pick, but if I had to, Notre Dame, they got the Kavanaugh's. They ride hard, and they make it so, 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 so damn hard for you to get the ball into your offensive end and score goals. Um, so I think that's really my deciding factor on why um, I wouldn't be able to not be there. And, I mean, that's, that's what we know so far. With tournament play, we don't get a lot in advance, so. Army West Point and Notre Dame Hopkins on Sunday. And then on Saturday, you get Georgetown, Virginia, and Duke, Michigan. There it is. Like we said, Deej will be in town for nearly two weeks starting next weekend. Uh, We have tentative plans to be making content happen, be at championship weekend not as media but first time we get to go to games as fans Mm -hmm. 
It's very I'm here for it. Get to do that. Um, if you're gonna be in Philly, Memorial Day weekend, please, 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 DM us, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, um, shoot us an email, whatever it may be. Um, we want to know who's gonna be in the area. Want to see you guys? It's in our backyard. We're gonna we're gonna make some awesome content happen from Championship Weekend that you don't want to miss. Um, but we will be there in some sort of capacity. So stay tuned for the OTB takes over Championship Weekend, uh, not credentialed edition. Um, very excited, Deej. By this time next week, you'll be at HQ. And uh, my final uh, statement here before we do the housekeeping. Shout out to the boy Liam for the sick ass hats you and I are wearing tonight. Uh, and shout out to his boys. Green Wave Cross doing the damn thing. Absolute fire hats. We'll be wearing these on the road. Faux show. Uh, yes, sir. But shout out to Liam and the Green Wave Lax boys. But make sure you guys are following us on the socials at OTB Laxpod, Twitter, Instagram. Follow Deej on Twitter at SCS underscore next great. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast feed. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. Leave a five-star review. It goes a long, long way. It may seem so basic and simple, but it really does go a long way for helping the show continue to grow. Helps more people find OTB and Underground Sports Philadelphia. Uh, and go subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. We have a company-wide goal. We are trying to get to 500 subscribers before Memorial Day. You have 10 days, OTB Nation, to help us out. Get us to 500 subscribers. 10 days, we're 36 subscribers away. We're currently at 464 subscribers. Let's make this happen. It's so doable. Let's let's go. There's 36 of you that I'm sure are not subscribed to the YouTube channel yet. Go subscribe. All you got to do is click the subscribe button. You can smash the like button. You can ring the bell icon. Check out all the content on our channel. Go subscribe. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. And also, go get your merch. PHIapparel.co. Code Underground. 10% off any and all merch orders. Uh, and this has been episode number 275. We're 25 away from 300. 275 of the allegedly award-nominated, honorably mentioned, and of course, number nine, NCAA ranked, but still can't get a dang credential from the NCAA. And of course, viewable on YouTube, Outside the Box Podcast, the official lacrosse podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For Deej, I'm KB. We will see you guys next week for Championship Weekend. NLL finals matchup will be revealed and we will be one week closer to being back out on the road for the premier lacrosse league season. But until then we're getting the heck up out of here and we are signing off. Peace. Peace.
that's outside the box. 